0: Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here. We have uh, Ben Porter. How are we doing, Ben? All good. What's uh, to talk about. Yes, yeah, we're gonna dive right into all the stuff that's been revealed um, over the last week for uh, with Warhammer Fest online. I'm Josh Hartley, by the way. Should have introduced myself before we did any of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, how's uh, other th- other than tuning in each day for uh, for the reveals? Uh, how's your week been otherwise?
1: Uh, yeah, it's been not bad. Um, I went to. Uh, Calder Glen Country Park Zoo on Wednesday with with my oh. yeah, with my little toddler son and uh, my my sisters and my mum which was very nice. Um, oh, lovely! I think that's like the first sort of venue type place I've been to in a very long time. Yeah, uh, but that, that that was really nice. I uh, really enjoyed that, and uh, out with that, I have been painting some Space Hulk miniatures for a uh, Mister Josh Hartley. And yeah, they look awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're getting there. I'm 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 just about. I'm just finishing up the the Marines, and we'll probably move mm-hmm. on to the the nudge shortly. And I entered my Jacob Bugmanson the 11th model into the miniature painting open, uh, which the de- ah. deadline for that closed uh, uh, just uh, as of recording uh, yesterday. It was uh, the 7th of May deadline closed for that. So mm-hmm. we'll see how we get on. Good, good. Yeah, when do, when do they uh, judge that? I think they're judging it over the weekend, and then I think they're going to have... Uh, some community voting but the, the the format for this one's quite interesting because um the there's not going to be like one gold silver bronze for each category the way that it's mm-hmm. being judged is that if there are multiple entries that are deserving of a gold a, a gold will be awarded to all of them
0: all right okay yeah.
1: that's that's neat which is good because apparently they've had over a thousand entries so okay
0: well fingers crossed you yours makes the cut we'll uh, report on that as and when that happens uh. uh so yes as ben mentioned we've got a ton of stuff to talk what, what, about what, what have you apologies. been apologies
1: what have you been doing?
0: <sighs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> no that's a lie uh last night i had a uh, webcam commander with the guys from geekaboo uh, which is good fun um i i won a couple of the games nice. as well which was uh, which is always nice with the deck that i built um from from scratch half an hour before we started well, that's cool but um, i don't i don't i, mean, I don't play I, it, magic
1: a... myself but from what i've seen on the mm. the twitterverse uh commander has seen a surge in popularity throughout the lockdown it's yeah. It's I'm I'm pretty confident. It's the most played format
0: now, um, just and it because it it, it, it it can cover all sorts of um, intensities. Is that the right word? Like basically, you can you can tailor, you know how how bothered about winning. sure yeah, it can be as intense or as casual as you like. Right, it's, it's sort of malleable. There we go. Yeah. That uh, yeah. So uh, you. Much more succinct and <laughs> clear in describing what I was trying to do there, Ben. Uh, it kind of ties in with a, a nerdy bureaucratic thing that I did last weekend. Mind, uh, so last weekend I've actually catalogued all my Magic: The Gathering cards, uh, got them all listed. Uh, all God, it was—it's come to over a thousand different cards
1: now. Yeah. So. You, you it was, you've been playing um, that wow. you've been playing Magic for about eight years though, haven't you? So Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've been
0: playing for a while. So this is built up over a long period of time. Um And it's interesting, um, because I've, each time I was uh, checking, I wonder how much this card is worth. And it's interesting seeing like some of them are worth a lot more than I thought they would be. <laughs> but um i i would say that it was an arduous task but the the reality is there's a part of my brain that actually really enjoys that sort of like like i say like bureaucratic <laughs> logging i find i find it somewhat therapeutic which is i i understand makes me weird but uh, i don't i can still embrace i mean it, that, right?
1: i i dare say that there's many of our listeners that probably um Empathize with you in that in that regard. Mm. It's not something I particularly enjoy, but um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I dare say that there are a lot of nerdy people who like organizing their collections, be that Yeah. books, miniatures, cards. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't think you're all that yeah. strange uh, in this particular. Not for that reason, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right we do have a little bit of sad news to kick things off this week yeah of course so you've
0: probably seen uh in uh, the news that richard Halliwell had uh, passed away over the last week uh richard um for those who don't know uh it was is a very important figure in the history of games workshop um uh, Created, he was the game designer for a number of their games. Uh, One of the most notable being Space Hulk, but uh, his biggest um, his biggest contribution to the hobby is that he is one of the co creators of the original Warhammer Fantasy Battle. So, um, the you know huge figure in not just Games Workshops uh, history, but just in tabletop gaming. Uh, A tremendous legacy. His contributions there, yeah so um obviously our thoughts are with uh his family and his friends um and he will he will no doubt be missed and a, a great loss to uh the hobby as a whole yeah for sure um, they did a, they did a little obituary uh for him uh today actually for the last um the last reveal stream for uh warhammer fest online which i thought was a nice touch
1: yeah i thought so too
0: So um, yes, on with the on with the mi- the meat of the uh, the episode. Warhammer Fest Online has just finished. Uh, we we are recording this a mere like hour after the final reveal stream. So I think we're going to go through each each day in chronological order, talk about what our thoughts about what was revealed, and then we'll uh, sort of summarise at the end. Uh, so. Let's start with
1: Monday. What what was uh, Monday's theme, Ben? So, Monday was all centred around Age of Sigmar. So, everything mm-hmm. that they revealed on the Monday um, it, it was specific to the, the Age of Sigmar tabletop game. So, things like uh, Warhammer Underworlds, which is set in the Age of Sigmar universe, that was reserved for mm-hmm. boxed games. So, this is the um, yeah. the 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 sort of mainstay uh, games workshop game Age of Sigmar as we understand it, which is the this the sort of uh, army versus army uh, tabletop game, and the, mm-hmm. there was um, nothing that we weren't expecting, really, in that it was. Mm-hmm. We, we were seeing for the first time models that we kind of knew were coming out. Um, so they, they showed off a whole load of new stuff for the Soulblight Gravelords, which is uh, mm-hmm. vampires in the Age of Sigmar, basically. Because although, although we've always had vampires in the Age of Sigmar, they, they didn't really work as their own army type of thing. Like You could have vampires in your army or you could do a Legions of Nagash... Sort of undead soup thing, but this this is mm-hmm. uh, Soul Blight grave lords says If you like vampires, that this is your army. Loads of named characters. Yeah, yeah. This
0: was uh, my personal favorite. oh, joint personal favorite reveal for the whole week. Um, that specifically actually, and uh, all all of the named characters and all the character models they revealed looked really cool. There's uh some a pretty horrific nightmarish looking vampire lord that's like part centaur bat. <laughs> <Like> part
1: <laughs> vampire. Yeah. Um
0: But to be honest, the, the models that I really enjoyed out of this range the most are the new direwolves. Uh they look fantastic. Um and they're definitely due an upgrade. So um, my um I'm definitely gonna pick these guys up. I'm going to pick up the book first and just figure out what what army I want to build with them. But in my head I'm thinking vampires on zombie dragons, uh the Blood Knight new Blood Knights kit and a load of uh beasts to go along with them, so the wolves, the fell bats, that sort of stuff and have like a sort of undead hunting party for my for my army. Um so I'm looking forward to them coming out. I do given given what else has been revealed. I wonder when they're going to re, uh, release all of that, um, if they're going to hold off on them, or if they're going to uh, just release them before spoilers. New edition of Age of Sigmar. So I uh, I think we'll, I think that we'll watch this I think
1: that they'll still come out because they they do they don't tend to slow down the release schedule for. Um, for new editions coming out if if anything mm-hmm. what you tend to find is that um an army book that's designed late in an edition of of age of Sigmar or 40k is designed with the new edition in mind like it's sort of cross compatible if that makes sense um yeah so i i think that the i think that we'll see the Soulblight Gravelord book dropped before the new edition and if anything it might provide mm-hmm. some hints as to what we can expect in the new edition
0: yeah Yeah. so watch this space guys uh, the second thing that they revealed on Monday is, uh, well we knew Kragnos was coming, this new character that they've created and we saw his humongous looking
1: <laughs> miniature uh, revealed on Monday as well he's absolutely huge um if the the army shots that we saw are anything to judge by, he, he looks as though he's similar in statue to the uh the Mega Gargants that came out last year. Mm. which which is uh he's a big boy. Um and I think is yeah quite quite Shonker. fitting quite fitting for a god of mm-hmm. destruction, which I, I think he is. the little bits of fluff and the god of earthquakes yeah god of earthquakes he's got um he's got a very sort of ancient classical world feel to him which which i love Mm. and uh, as much as it's been cool seeing um a lot of the gothic stuff um that 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 we knew and loved in the old world reappearing in age Mm. of sigmar I'm really happy to see that they're not shying away from uh, from that sort of epic, mythological, high fantasy.
0: Yeah. So again, um, they 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 never tend to reveal when they're planning to release these miniatures and uh, um, books and the like. So we don't know when he's going to arrive just yet, but we'll keep posted. Uh, keep our eyes peeled on that. Moving on to Tuesday, and I think we we we're both a bit in agreement here. This Tuesday was probably the biggest letdown of the week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I th- I think to be honest, I, it it was Sisters of Battle. If if you haven't seen it yet, um, ni- neither of us are are really that enthusiastic about Sisters of of Battle. But that being said, pretty much everything that they showed at this stream, uh, we've already seen
0: yeah with, with the exception of the new named character uh, that uh, they revealed, it was all stuff that we've seen before, and we knew, we, we knew that there was a new Sisters Codex coming, so it just felt a bit like a bit of a damp squib. Uh, it a Tuesday's reveal. I think I know they split 40K over two days. I think they might have been better served just cramming it all into one day. I think we would have felt a lot better about it. But um, it would have been a very, it would have been a longer stream than the rest of them if they had done that for sure.
1: It, it would have been a longer stream, but really it would be a stream similar in length to the ones that they had been doing up until this week, which lasted for about yeah. forty-five minutes. So mm-hmm. it was a bit of a stream. Yeah. One. Uh, the the second forty day, uh,
0: forty day, forty k day. Uh, was much better and we'll get to that in good time. Um the third day though, I this is the only one I didn't actually tune in for and this is the Black Library uh stream they did. Um did you did you watch this one live Ben?
1: No, I I didn't. I just uh, I caught up with the the updates um as they dropped on social media, but I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. I think the only new models that they
0: revealed on this day were a new kit for Gaunt's Ghosts for Imperial Guard, which is a nice touch. Uh, they're iconic characters uh, in the 40k universe, so nice, to, uh, nice that their models are getting an update and that people can get their hands on them again. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I, I'm not a big reader of like Black Library novels, so it, it wasn't something that I was paying
1: particular attention to. Um, I, I, I do read Black Library novels but it tends to be um, Warhammer Fantasy and Age of Sigmar of which there was mm-hmm. zero at this stream so um, not nothing really for me to get excited about here either to be honest. Yeah a bit weird that it was just like 40k stuff. I kind of, I, I kind of
0: expected them to reveal some like at least a tie-in novel for the new edition of Age of Sigmar. Which they will inevitably do. They always do it. But um, yeah, a bit, a bit weird, um, that one. Uh, Thursday was all about boxed games. Uh, so I, I really liked, uh, even though I don't think I'll be picking up any of these kits, but they all looked uh, really, really great. And shall we start with the um, the one I think that has been memed the most this yeah. week?
1: The, probably the we, the 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 single reveal that's had the weirdly the biggest buzz I think has been the the new Idaneth Deepkin Warband for Warhammer Underworlds. Um, Elithane Soul Raid I think I think it's Elethane.
0: Yeah, so really neat models. Um, the the leader looks really cool, and he's got like a little eel, uh, slinking around his back as well uh but the model that everyone's going nuts for is there's a crab a, we, we've got crabs in
1: warhammer now a giant <laughs> a giant
0: crab I might add it's
1: not it's not just like a little it was a giant ja- yeah
0: well it's not humongous though it's on like a regular infantry base
1: as crabs go
0: it's giant it's a yeah I, if i if i ran into one in real life i'd be like damn that's a big crab
1: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> like but it's not like towering over everything else but uh, the internet has uh, accepted Krabby into their their
1: hearts and minds. I don't think they've done a bad Deepkin model. Uh, everything from that range just looks phenomenal, and uh, these guys are no exception. Deepkin and
0: and um, and just Warhammer Underworlds in general, right? Like every single Warband for that. And they've been doing that now for, this is its fourth year, its fourth iteration, and ev- every single kit in it is fantastic. So, good to see them keeping that up. I think I, think um, I might actually a new guys
1: up just to pin.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who will be in that uh, same boat. I definitely want to get hold of the vampires, but um, they're out of stock pretty much yeah. everywhere at the moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But uh, I'll get there. I'm just going to be patient. It will, uh, you know, my time will come. So um, the other reveals on the Boxed Games Day, we had a pretty big reveal for Necromunda, uh, some new uh, stuff for House Delac, a new book for them, and uh, some neat new models. Uh, I was really impressed with these again necromunda is a model range I, I, there's not been a single week uh, entry that they've put out for it unless unless you can uh, unless you've got any ideas
1: for ones that hadn't lived up to expectations well i mean I, i've said to you before that um i i'm not i don't I don't feel particularly invested in Warhammer 40,000 as a, as a universe. And to be honest, there's not a lot in it that appeals to me. Um, but the, the setting of Necromunda and the, just the overall aesthetic, I, I really love, really, really like yeah.
0: it. I don't think you, you are by no means alone and I I've heard a lot of people say like, actually Warhammer 40,000 as a setting, it gets a lot more interesting the further away from Space Marines you get. <laughs> so, um, and, and people love Necromunda. Uh, so the, the miniatures that they revealed, we got some like close combat specialists for the House lack. We've got a guy who's like a spy master, and he's got like this sort of robotic snake uh, that he's wielding, <laughs> and the, the, the snake actually has its own miniature bursting through like the the the. The floor panels, (laughs) and the really um, cool—I don't know quite how to describe it. It's sort of like um, it looks. Do you remember in the Matrix, the when they're in in the the real world rather than in the Matrix, the the rope, the machines that fly through, uh, fly through the world and hunt down the humans. It kind of looks a bit like that. It's really
1: cool, though. It's it's got a very Lovecraftian vibe to it. Um, mm. Which I think feels very old Warhammer forty k. Um, and I, I think yeah. I think I recall in the interview that they did in the stream that they actually like dredged through the vault of all the old uh, Warhammer literature and art to to find a lot of uh, material and inspiration for Necromunda and. and you, you definitely see it with these guys they're really great models mm-hmm.
0: uh, on a related note ben and i are going to tentatively uh take our first steps into necromunda soon as well yes. right
1: um, i think yeah, i think i'll actually got, be um, um uh, be rocking the uh, lack at least for uh i mean then for the beginning anyway yeah um
0: so we've we've got the uh new starter kit that's uh imminently getting released that is on its way so you're gonna take house to lack and i'm gonna um i'm gonna create my esher gang Susie and the banshees <laughs> uh, so well um the the theme for my naming theme is gonna be like all uh female rockers so we'll have Susie, we'll have courtney love we'll have yoko ono <laughs> and many others uh so yeah i'm looking forward to getting stuck into that and we'll we'll, we'll share with the listeners how we got on um and unless i am missing anything the last thing to talk about uh from the specialist uh, the boxed uh, games uh, reveal day is a new uh edition of aeronautica imperialis um we're getting a new starter kit for it, which is going to be Space Marines versus Eldar, well, Craftworld Eldar, and uh, they kind of trolled everyone by saying, "You're getting a plastic Thunderhawk, but it's for imperialists. <laughs> um I'm not, I, I'm not interested at all in aer- Aeronautica, if I'm being completely honest. These models look fine and I'm sure like people who are into it will be somewhat excited for 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 this getting a bit a bit more love and a bit of an expansion. I mean what what are your thoughts on
1: them? I I was talking to Rob um from Full Hammer while I was watching this stream and uh mm. My my response was, you know, uh, well, at least the three guys that play Renatacan Imperialis have got something <laughs> to be excited about. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like you say, like you know, they, they look fine. Uh, I don't know anyone that plays this game, and I'm I'm not particularly interested in it myself. Mm-hmm. No. So uh,
0: and that so that wraps up the um, box games day. Uh, that that was uh, the reveals. We now move on to the second 40k uh, reveal day. Uh much much stronger than the first one. I
1: think uh, I think we agree, right? This is this is the first like 40k reveal I've seen where I was like properly excited. Like I, you know, like yeah, I, think, uh, so- I, I might go out and be first in line to to get this set when it drops.
0: So, what they've revealed... And they've they've shown off uh, some little tidbits previously... But we've got the new Beast Snagger Orcs range coming out. And they are going to come out with a big new army box as well. Where you can get... uh, I think it's 20 Beast Snagger boys. You get the... um, I forget what they're called now. But the uh, Squig Cavalry uh, that are in the Beast Snaggers. You get a War Boss that's riding one of these uh, Squigs as well... Uh, and uh, you get the named character whose name has escaped from me, but it's a callback to 2nd edition, He's which is really
1: neat. He's called Zod Grodd Wartsnager.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, these guys look so cool, though. Um, that I, I think you, you've spoken previously how you feel like what 40K could use with is that element of science fiction, which is sort of like feral worlds, and like um sort of a low tech sort of faction yeah. and while obviously this is going to fit into an existing faction in 40k i think this is why you I, I, correct me if i'm wrong and i'm putting words in your mouth but this is this seems to me why you're particularly excited about these boys
1: yeah i'm I, i'm not really a, a fan of like you know like super techie high sci-fi and uh, i there's a lot of that in 40k, you know, like a lot guys covered in cables and cybernetic limbs and all that. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I love orcs. I don't know anyone that dislikes orcs. And the, the fact that <laughs> you've got these guys running about fighting uh, super soldiers in battery powered marble on the backs of these half shark, half pig monster things with, yeah. with spears that they've made themselves <laughs> i love it they just look and and for a painter as well you know I, I'm, I'm i'm big on my painting uh, they, they i can't wait to get my hands on them because there's a lot you could do with these guys they also uh, revealed not
0: part of the beast snaggers range but a new model that they're doing they're finally doing a model for a war boss in mega armor and this guy looks so cool. He's got like a little Gretchen gunner on uh, on a turret <laughs> on top of him, yeah. which I think was a really neat touch. But yeah, he looks awesome as well. I think
1: I think they did say. Uh, um, that, correct me if I'm wrong here, Josh. I think they did say in the stream that this is only a portion of a, a new arc range that's coming out. Oh,
0: I missed that bit. Maybe we will get new boys after all. Possibly. <laughs> hey. Oh, fingers crossed! Then the boys' kit needs it, um, but I, I love the orcs in general. It's not an army that I collect, but I'm super stoked uh, to see these across the table from me. So,
1: yeah, um, well, wait, yeah we, this is this. We're, was, we were talking about them earlier, and I was saying I've already got some ideas brewing for what I want to do with mine. So, we'll yeah, see. nice, nice, and um, some other reveals
0: on this day. We got. Um, a reveal for an upgrade kit for the Cadian Guardsman. Basically, um, I think it's addressing a, a criticism of certainly um, the 40k uh, line, with it being a lot of older kits. It's not particularly diverse. No. Uh, and it, we've seen that the Games Workshop are consciously uh, making their new models uh, more inclusive. We've seen it in Age of Sigmar, we've seen it in Necromunda. Um and but the fact of the matter is 40k as a setting uh tends to be a bit of a tends to be a bit of a sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> so we um we've got a, a, some head swaps and some arm swaps for uh, the Cadian uh, kit, which is going to, you know, uh you know expand on the diversity of that, which is is nice to see a new kit entirely would have been preferable but but this is uh, a, a welcome addition nonetheless and it's definitely imperial guard should be the place where they expand on this stuff right because the imperium don't care who they recruit
1: uh, so yeah. it should have all walks of life within the army right i i think so there's there's no reason that it, that this shouldn't be um an absolute hodgepodge of you know different races you know genders all of that sort of thing because as you say mm-hmm. they're they're all just uh, uh cannon fodder to the imperium but in in many ways yep. um I I, I I i i'm quite partial to the sort of underdog type factions you know the the poor souls that are facing all the horrors that these universes have to throw at them um yeah, they're probably the most relatable in many respects. I think.
0: Well, similarly to what we were saying, uh, with re- with regards to the fiction, the the Imperial Guard are a lot more relatable than any
1: Space Marines, right? It's, so it's why if it's, you've ever read a, a novel about Space Marines, um, there's almost always like a a pleb level human character in it because it's very difficult to make. Mm-hmm. An eight foot super soldier who's been completely dehumanized, relatable or interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the guard kit was uh, definitely welcome. And the last little
0: snippet that they teased was a short video. Uh, this is going to be another box set that they're going to bring out of two armies. And it looks like we're going to get like Grey Knights versus Zeench. Um, whether that means we'll be getting codices for. Um, I don't know whether it will be Zeech demons or if it will be Thousand Suns. I don't think they showed like the, the image had any uh, Rubric Marines in
1: there, but there was definitely uh, what looked like a Zango right. I think there was a Rubric Marine right at the end when you had the two guys facing oh, each right, other. Okay. Um, so I, I think nice. I think specifically, I think it's either going to be. I, I mean, forgive me. I'm not too sure how they work. It's either going to be Thousand Suns or it's going to be. You know, an alliance of various zinchy things, you know, with the Zangors and yeah. the demons and such. A Zinchian incursion if you will. Yeah.
0: Um I don't collect either of them. Um I won't be picking it up, but you know, they're cool factions. Uh, it's it, it's certainly a matchup that makes sense because they're two factions that really care about psychic uh, shenanigans. So um it be nice to have like a sort of Spell sling off (laughs) with those two guys. Spell off.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So that wraps it up for uh, the second 40k day, which brings us to the big secret or not so secret reveal. (laughs) Because I think, was anyone surprised that it was Age of Sigmar 3rd edition?
1: Um, I mean, they probably haven't been paying attention. If they mm-hmm. if they were surprised, but I mean, it, it, if you like Age of Sigma and were surprised by it, it must have been nice, you know.
0: Yeah, so uh, the the stream today, uh, which happened just before we were record uh, recording, um, they showed off a couple of new miniatures for Stormcast Eternals and basically confirmed that Stormcast are going to feature in the. The uh, box set that releases alongside third edition, to no one's surprise, um, the first one is a new named character. Uh, very impressive model. Yes.
1: Um. Uh, what? What? What was her name again? Her name is Indrasta, the Celestial Spear. Um, yeah. What, what's particularly interesting? I mean, stunning model first of all. But I, I thought mm-hmm. what was quite interesting is she she wears like a very pale gold armour that is not, as far as I remember, associated with a particular storm host. Um, and and they, they did say in the stream that, that she will fight alongside the Anvils of the Elden Hammer, the Celestial Vindicators, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. she's not bound to a specific sub faction. She she is like okay. a a leader character for all Stormcast. Um, she's She's almost like a sort of um, Celestine Prime two point If you remember that guy, uh, Josh, he came out in the first edition. He uh, do yeah uh, the big angel with the uh, the Galmaraz, which is Sigmar's hammer. Um, mm-hmm. But um, nice again to see a, a a female character front and center. Um, and
0: yeah, and it, she features on the art of the real book as well, like yeah, just yeah. diving headfirst into some chaos stuff. <laughs> um, but no, she lo- she looks neat, um, and we also saw a different a, a new troop type for uh, the Stormcast Eternals as well. Um, very, uh, as you pointed out, uh, very Greco-Roman. Uh,
1: which they, they've always looked a bit like that, but I think they're really leaning into it now. Yeah, so uh, as you say, Stormcast have always um, been very Greco-Roman, um, and that that is the, the, it's still there, um, and they've turned it up to eleven. Mm-hmm. They they've got a ve- they, they look more like uh, like Greek hoplites now. I don't know if you really see yeah. that, you know, with the rounded shields, the spears, and
0: no, definitely, yeah, definitely. I can uh, that that specifically is what
1: what came to mind for me. Um, which I love. It's that's right up my street. Mm-hmm. As a sort of classical history nerd, and a fantasy nerd, it's ticking a lot of boxes for me. But I think, um, I mean, I, I I know you don't like. Uh, uh, well, no, no, you don't like Stormcast, but you're not particularly interested in them. But um, do you, do you not think that they that they're pushing them more towards um a sort of true scale? The proportions of these Stormcast look quite different from what we've seen so far. I felt
0: they, they they're definitely a lot less chunky than previous iterations, right? Yeah. which is interesting. Um, yeah, I it's not a faction that i'm interested in so i'd be lying to say like oh this got me really excited uh i think my my one criticism of this uh, of this particular reveal was i wish they had actually confirmed what the other faction in the box was going to be because yeah. i think that would be what i would be clinging on to and like that would be the thing that would be getting me yet uh, yeah let's get a third edition um
1: you're always quite partial really to, feeling... to a bad guy though Um, certainly with fantasy i do
0: i do i do like playing my villains um so we'll speculate on what the the second faction will be um because they did show a little teaser for that um but no I, i have to say they are impressive miniatures what they've revealed for the Stormcast, um they it's not like they're bad miniatures it's just that as a faction they don't really do much for me
1: is, uh, yeah. is, is, well, is the thing we were we started, were saying before you know, we started recording, uh, this is a classic example of uh, personal versus general criticism, right? Is that yeah you, you can still acknowledge that like a like a model looks good or is well made and, and still say oh, it's not my bag. Like for 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 me, um, this week uh, Gaunt's ghosts, you know, really good looking mm-hmm. models, but it's you know they're not my thing, so. Yeah, exactly.
0: It doesn't scratch that itch for you. So um, I think the, the final Stormcast model that they revealed was uh, looks like a heavy infantry-type um, unit, a humongous shield and hammer in
1: hand. Uh, what were these guys called again? These guys are called Annihilators, I believe. Mm. Um, so the, these are... Um, uh, the new version of uh, the paladins and and in stormcast eternal um armies the paladins are like the the heavy elite shock troops and this guy is this guy is thick he is built like a bear Mm -hmm. um yeah so it it does feel i think that it's probably a fair criticism to say that um in previous iterations of the stormcast if you were you know, not all that familiar with Warhammer, you could look across a Stormcast army and really be struggling to pick out uh, what was what because they all do look quite similar to one another. But if you compare mm-hmm. the, uh, the Vindictor, which is the new sort of hoplite looking uh, Stormcast model, with the Annihilator, they are. I mean they they have a lot of similar design motifs they do look like they belong in the same faction but they are strikingly different now um, in in many respects which is is great design um, Mm -hmm. because as as a collector and painter it means you've got something similar to what you like but but different enough that you're not going to be feeling like you're painting loads of the same thing and on the tabletop you can immediately pick them out as different their so their silhouette is completely different
0: yeah exactly exactly um and we haven't mentioned but in all the streams i've had a short interview with someone from the design studio uh, talking about whatever the, the main topic of that um of, of that reveal is in fairness, most of those interviews haven't been all that insightful because it was they the the, the designer was just saying stuff that uh, the two hosts uh, Eric Eccles and Adam Thorpe. have um, Sorry, it's not not Adam Thorpe. Who, who's the other uh, presenter for the streams? Um, What's his name? Adam Troke. Adam Troke. There we go. Um, yeah, up up until this one actually. Because so we had three different people involved in the uh, design of Age of Sigma. We had Phil Kelly. Um,
1: and damn, I should have checked names Jez, before we Jez started Beckham, recording. Uh, Phil Kelly, Jaze Be- uh, Beckham and Ben Johnson. There we go. And they did talk. Um, they talked a lot about um,
0: some of the things rules wise that we can expect from Age of Sigma 3rd edition. Uh, and one cold shot that we've got right is that uh, the double turn is still going to be a thing. They, they they specifically said they want to keep that in place, which I think is a good thing. I know people uh, people moan about it, but um, get good. <laughs> yeah,
1: get good guys. Right, because it's a lot. I I do think that the the conversation surrounding the double turn in Age of Sigmar is very much a vocal minority. Um, mm-hmm. because I've seen a number of polls people have conducted and and people do vote overwhelmingly in favour of keeping the double turn um, and I think that because the, the the main criticism people have about the double turn is that it makes the game too random or too luck based and if you actually look at uh, Age of Sigmar tournament statistics it tends to be the same sort of people that are top performers which would suggest yeah. that this stuff about it being lock based is a lot of rubbish.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um I like it, it the thing is it makes it feel distinct from other tabletop miniatures games and I think we can both agree, right? One of the worst things that Games Workshop could do would be to turn Age of Sigmar into just Warhammer 40K but in a fantasy setting or indeed vice versa having 40K just be Age of Sigmar in science fiction you know it's nice that they are very different games not just in the you know the, the fluff and the law
1: but in terms of how those games play as well right i think one of the worst things that a lot of uh, a lot of companies and creatives can often do is listen to the fans or give the fans what they say they want because it's true it's true because yeah. the the fact i mean the the classic phrase that comes to mind for me is a camel is a horse designed by a committee.
0: Wow, throwing shade on camels, then. Yeah. Um, apologies to any camels listening for that hurtful comment. <laughs>
1: yeah. a- a- Alice the camel, so we tear rolled down her cheek.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Like um, they. It's good to listen to feedback, but, um, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be beholden entirely to what the community says, because in, in, invariably, if you made a change like that, they're just going to complain about it anyway. So, yeah.
1: you know, design the game you want to design. Um, I, but I'm, I'm really excited for the, the coming edition, and I suppose uh, we're now at the point where we do a bit of speculation Aren't we?
0: Mm. Well, the last thing they teased was what the second faction was going to be, and it was a, a kind of creepy little nursery rhyme about soldiers getting picked off in a uh, sort of wooded bog. Um, and they specifically said that it's a new type of evil faction. What do we think that might
1: be? I think. First of all, I think it's going to be destruction because yes kragnos has arrived destruction have their first big Mm -hmm. deity character i think we can safely say that they are going to be the evil poster boys of the new edition yeah Um,
0: they also say they said actually um this this edition is very much going to be focused on the realm of beasts which we haven't seen too much of mm. Uh, up until now, uh, with the exception of uh, Beastgrave and uh, uh, Diacasm, are set in the realm of beasts. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, so nice to flesh um, uh, to flesh this part of the the universe out. But yeah, equally because of that, it would make sense if it's a
1: destruction faction, right? I think I think so because if you remember, we had Maline um, Portents was what led up to the second edition of Age of Sigmar. And that was all about mm-hmm. Nagash and the forces of death amassing. Um yeah. and Broken Realm seems to be pointing to um a big dust up in mm-hmm. Excelsus, which is like the big city in the realm of beasts. So mm-hmm. um yeah, all, all roads are leading to Gur. Um mm-hmm. so I think it will be a destruction faction i yep. think specifically it will involve the femur which will be a nice curve ball <laughs> for yeah. them to throw
0: um we haven't uh they're one of the old fan favorites from way back when in the 80s forge world did some models for them which unfortunately I, I don't think are any uh i think they're no longer available um yeah. so it'd be nice for them to get some plastic kits and uh Flesh, uh, flesh that faction out a bit
1: it, it would also to me because some people have suggested that being like Grots and Skaven I think that it's probably going to be a brand new faction because if Destruction are going to be the poster boys of the new edition mm-hmm. they, they need to get a bit more love I think and it w- it would make sense yeah. that um, that that would be something like the Femur it also like with the nursery rhyme um, it suggested that it was gonna be a faction that's a bit more sneaky and insidious, which is very much the femur and in the old world they tended to congregate around bogs and marshes, and they would they would either mm-hmm. you know, they would have spell casters that could cause like fog things like that to appear to confuse their enemies so i if I was a betting man, my money would be on on it being uh a faction that at least includes the femur in some capacity. It might it might be one of yeah. these factions where they have like a few races, we you know, we don't know or, have, mm-hmm. or a few different castes. But um I think I think I think it's a safe bet to say it'll be destruction rather than yeah. uh, chaos or death. So we'll uh watch this space and we'll uh,
0: we'll wait to find out more. Um so what did you overall
1: well what did you think of how they handled um, Warhammer fest online okay um, I don't think that it had to be dragged out over a week uh, I, don't, I don't yeah know that's absolutely that. the same for me and I, th- I think it's another <laughs> example of um, race some of the weird decisions they've been making recently particularly with regards to the Warhammer community stuff they seem to just love making a mm. rod for their own back um, because when you say that you have enough content to fill a week, that sets expectations very high.
0: Well, I mean, because we kind of said it on the very first uh, reveal. Um, so, you know, the, the, what what these reveal streams have previously been, they've previously been an hour long, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. not what we're close uh, to the, these, these were. And not, like, after watching the first one on Monday, I think both of us just went, what is that? It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, No, I, I I agree with uh, with that criticism. I think they might have been better served just having maybe three of them, you know,
1: putting it over a space of three days. Uh, I think that might have got people a bit more excited. Well, if Warhammer Fest had properly been on, this stuff would have been revealed mm-hmm. over two days, possibly even one. Actually, because as far as mm-hmm. I remember, like generally with Warhammer Fest, they have. A load of seminars, across the Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and then the Sunday just tends to be like a you know like a, a sort of fun day, wrapping up doing your schmoozing, uh, announcing Golden mm-hmm. Demon, that yes Saturday tends to be an announcement day Sunday tends to be, uh, all the Golden Demon stuff. As far as I know, what remember.
0: was nice is that they have confirmed that Golden Demon's returning
1: next year. Yes, so, so forward to that. the next Golden Demon is actually going to be in America at Adepticon, mm-hmm. and then presumably after that, it is probably going to be uh, Warhammer Fest. Fancy, fancy a trip to
0: Chicago next, next March, perhaps?
1: Maybe, maybe. We'll see, I'll, <laughs> de- I'll definitely be going along to the next uh, Warhammer Fest because oh, yes. I think I might have a stab at entering golden demon myself i think yes, i think i might do it do it um yeah get lots of time to prepare is the upside yeah yeah um so
0: what 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 were your particular your particular highlight then i'm I'm guessing is third edition age of sigma
1: yeah yeah i, I, yeah. I would say do you know as much as like the the week was quite up and down in terms of quality, when all said and done, I think that I actually have quite a lot to be excited about with this Warhammer Fest. Yeah. Cragnos um, looks awesome. Uh, looking forward mm-hmm. to that book and reading more of the the story of the mortal realms. Uh, the Deepkin Warband look great. Uh, if mm-hmm. If I end up doing Dalak for Necromunda. Um, gonna have some some cool potentially elite troops to add to that warband mm-hmm. um i had the first 40k reveal that got me properly excited with the the beast i guess. and yeah. and age of sigmar so i think i think to be honest when all said and done personally for me this uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff in store sure
0: yeah, I mean, my my personal highlights were um, the Soulblight Grave Lords, of course, and uh, the the Beast Snaggers are awesome. Yeah. And really looking forward to seeing seeing what you do with them as well. So, <laughs> nice to yeah. face
1: off against some orcs. Yes, yeah, especially in an edition where uh, close combat's such a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to seeing how they play. Um, so I think on that note I think that's all we've got time for so guys thank you once as always uh, for listening and until next time take care Bye. bye